Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to have Chris Hines with us today. And uh, Chris has uh, many, many skill sets. I was going to try to read your bio here a little bit, but uh, um, I like on your website, it says, we're here to fuel your fire for life, work, and faith so you can live with passion, purpose, passion, and power on, on one of your, uh, that's on one of your, uh, on your chrishines.com site. And, um, and then I was going to read this here. Where'd it go? So um, it says, after a 12-year career in software making, um, Chris changed his focus to personal development after receiving Several coaching certifications he developed an employee engagement program, strengths-based culture, and employee growth program for Energy Cap, and um, and you've kind of grown from there. And you got all kinds of cool things. I wanted to congratulate you on being a multi-year Energy Star Partner of the Year. I thought that was pretty cool. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, yourself and that award you just got and uh, that sort of thing? Sure. Well, just thanks for having me. I always like meeting other business people who are doing some cool things in the world and workplace. So thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so you said a few key things about me. I do have a lot of interests, um, but a lot of it centers around helping people develop into, um, into really who they are and what they can contribute in the world and workplace. And so I love helping folks get better self-awareness. Better self-awareness helps with team building and building partnerships, which in turn helps with employee engagement. So I kind of see it as all related. And none of these things happen by chance. You know, mm. all of these takes effort and design. And that's what I like to help, help people do is, is be intentional with their own growth. Um, so I do have a day job at Energy Cap as the chief people officer. Yep. Uh, and then I have a side gig, Chris Hines Co., where I lead um, uh, personal development efforts in terms of uh, workshops and thought leadership and printed resources and online courses. So I really like to get around people and help them grow. Um, energy cap, you mentioned our energy star yeah. partner of the year award. We publish energy management software. So I'm not a developer myself. Um, well, developer of people, <laughs> but not a, not a programmer. We're a software yeah. company primarily, but I love to help people develop. I help with recruiting efforts, personal development efforts, personnel issues, engagement, which has been key for us over time um, in terms of creating a really great workplace. And we actually just recently were named an Inc. Magazine Best Workplace, um, in addition to in the past being a fastest growing workplace, wow. as well as an Energy Star Partner of the Year, which really speaks to our, our software itself. So really exciting place to work. We put a lot of things into practice um, for us to be successful and build build a build a good culture, fantastic. So on Energy Cap, can you t- give me a little recap of kind of you know kind of your, the origin story? Because um, I noticed uh, somebody else with the same name as the CEO. <laughs> think that's a relation of some sort. Sure. Yeah, it's an interesting story. So Steve Hines, who um, started the company, is my dad. And I actually work with my two brothers as well as we're about a 70 person company at this point. So a bunch of other people, but back in the eighties, he started a company um, around energy management software. He saw this as a felt need 
at the time before there was such a thing, he taught himself programming um, and created this software package that would help an organization manage utility energy spending um, and built the company up to be, you know, uh, much larger than just himself. This is what my dad did when, you know, when I was in high school, I didn't really care really what my dad did, but I just knew that he went to work and it had to do with energy. Well, fast forward a few years, um, Enron, huge company Enron that a lot of us have heard about. Enron was buying up energy companies and they bought my dad's software company because it had to do with energy, moved some people to Texas from Pennsylvania where the company was based And my dad at that point got out. He was like, I'm not going to Texas. So he got out, he retired, he was happy. Well then, um, as we all know, what happened to Enron, they went bankrupt and he ended up buying the software from the bankruptcy court, got it back in his own hands, kind of redeveloped it, started this new company called Energy Cap Inc. and started hiring his old team back. Well, at that time, us kids were of age. And so he hired me, he hired my two brothers, and now today he's sort of running this company again, kind of a second time, having learned the lessons the first time. And now we're about double the size we were before, and um, we are, um, yeah, we're pretty successful. Wow. That is a really good story. Uh, And is there... um... You know, I know you were uh, Inc. 5000 fastest growing company and, and, and obviously the best workplace, it sounds like you were saying too. Um, what were a couple of things maybe that you could give, uh, uh, you know, a tips about that would help somebody else that's uh, trying to achieve such a goal in the future? Yeah, it's a great question. I think a key is investing in your people. Um, I think that's one thing that's different this time around is a real emphasis on, on people growth. Uh, the, the previous um, human resource function at our company was um, you know, doing recruiting and doing, doing um, sort of compliance, but not that strong in people development. And so I actually stepped out of my marketing role, stepped into human resources, because I really have a passion for pe- people development. And, and, and we did a lot of investing in our people helping our employees understand what their natural talent areas are, turning those talents into strengths where they're, they're performing really well and then using those strengths for their job roles. Okay. That's been key. And also a lot of team building, um, helping people find purpose in their work, identify engagement drivers, what makes them feel motivated and passionate about their work. So I'd say number one, invest in your people. It may seem like it's not, hands on computer keys work. Like it doesn't always feel productive when you're investing in people, but people are who makes the work work and who makes the team work. And so you really want to invest in your people. I'd say that is number one. And I'd say as number two, make sure you do have the right team around you, Mm. you know, make changes early on. If it just doesn't seem like they're going to be the right fit. Don't let, don't let, you know, maybe improper fit in terms of employees go on too long. You know, you want to give people chances, but most often it's that we hold on too long to kind of the wrong fit instead of moving that person out to find the right fit. So Mm -hmm. invest in people, surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. 
and that kind of rolls right into uh, chrishines.co then um, with the, uh, you know, investing in people and um, strength finders. And uh, um, can you tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the, like the strength tests that you have and what you, uh, you know, kind of what they, what they help your company determine and help uh, other companies determine with your um, sure business? Yeah. Well, um, we've built a strengths culture into the company. And I think that is one of the keys to us being a, a best workplace is that we want to help our employees identify their best areas of talent so they can use those talents toward their job outcomes. Mm. Um, the clear expectations of job outcomes are really important as well. Um, Cause then you know where to point your strengths and talents at. But what we do is we, we use a strengths assessment called Clifton Strengths. This is put out by the Gallup organization, used to be called Strengths Finder. Mm. Um, I'm a Gallup certified strengths coach. And so what we do is have every employee take the Clifton Strengths assessment, which identifies your, your, your top five talent themes out of 34 possible talent themes. You can actually get your full 34, but, and we do the full 34 at Energy Cap many places just do the five, which is cool. But um, what we do is we identify areas of talent. So we, our employees can start to learn, yeah, what do I do best? How do I use what I do best toward my job role? Um, And so they take the assessment by requirement as an employee. I do some training with them. We do some team training as well, because you want to know who's on your team. Mm, You want to know who can I partner with, who does well, what I don't do so well, what do I do well that they don't do so well. Uh, and so you really get a good understanding of who's in the room and what we, what they can contribute. What I love about strengths is it, it really is a strategy to build an engaged workforce. Mm. Folks who operate in their strengths most of the time at work report being six times as likely to be more engaged than those who aren't using their strengths. Oh, wow. um, and as you, as you know, engagement brings better productivity, better profitability, like everyone wins when you're engaged and a way to get engaged is by using your strengths. So I do a lot with this at Energy Cap, word got out in town and and so forth. And so I'm a Penn State learning partner around strengths. Penn State's the large university in my hometown. And so I'm I'm now the the strengths trainer at Penn State and do about... 30 or 35 training events for Penn state a year there. And then word got out beyond Penn state. And now I'm doing some extra work for other organizations, um, both online and on site around okay. strengths. So that's been really exciting and fulfilling. Wow. And um, so do, um, is there a certain type of um, marketing you do for that? Or is it mostly through, uh, it sounds like a lot of referrals, obviously through the Penn state and, and, and people having good results and then sharing that with other people. Um, so is there any outside marketing you're doing or is it mostly uh, focused on uh, just working with the people and, and growing? Yeah. I'd say the two most successful forms of marketing for me have been word of mouth and content marketing. Hmm. I am a big believer in content marketing. It's what I did for energy cap before I moved to human resources. Okay. And so I'm a big believer in, in a good piece of content that's, that's helpful and so at Chris Hines Co., we, we center ourselves around being generous with content, being helpful with content, being focused on content, uh, around content. And so I publish 
all sorts of content that has really gotten notice, both blog posts and downloads and videos and things like that, um, courses that tell a story and help people. And so we're finding new leads all the time because of the content that I put out. And what's nice about that too, I mean, I'm a one, one man show, I'm one man company okay. and by God's grace able to do what I do. Um, but we end up looking much larger than we are because we have really good content, really professional look. And so both of those strategies, uh, word of mouth and content marketing has been pretty cost effective yeah. <laughs> um, in bringing new leads in. Oh, great. Yeah. So it's like, like a lot of blog articles and um, obviously the courses and the strength finders themselves. Um, is that kind of what you mean or did you have some other stuff, con- type of content you mean? Yeah, we also have some downloads. So we have good tip sheets, for okay. example, things that help folks understand strengths. I also am into this other assessment called the Enneagram and do quite a lot of, um, quite a lot of work around the Enneagram which is a personality system based around nine personality styles. If, if Clifton strengths shows talent, the Enneagram shows poor motivation. Mm. Kind of think of strengths as the how and Enneagram is like the why. Mm. And so I do a lot around Clifton strengths content as well as a lot of content around the Enneagram. Uh, and so that, that's been good. Um, I also, we recently published a study tying both tools together. And that's been a really successful way to get the word out. Um, It's basically a study where our data scientists looked at the data that was submitted to us. People submitted their main Enneagram type, so their personality type, as well as their top five Clifton strengths. Because we wanted to see how are these, how are these related? How, what types of of strengths show up often if you're this personality type and are there certain strengths that don't show up at all for this personality type. And so really informative, like helpful resources like this help to um, bring people to us. So I'm doing very little outward, you know, outbound besides publishing content, which is fun for me to do. Um, We don't have like salespeople. We're not doing cold calling. We're not doing email campaigns to, you know, cold call, they're all coming to us. Yeah. Well, it so- sounds like really interesting. I really like how you tied the, you know, the data scientists in uh, to kind of give you a, a, a dynamic picture of how the, how they interrelate and everything like that. Now, do you, do you use these more like um, uh, in the hiring process or is it more like once you brought them on, then you nurture them at that point, or is it kind of a combo of both? In terms of using these assessment tools? Yeah, for like energy cap, I guess I mean specific. Yeah. So we do not use the Clifton Strengths for hiring. Um, that's one thing Gallup says a lot. And, and I get it because you can use strengths in different ways. Mm. You know, you can find someone who's using a communication talent, ability to put, you know, thoughts into words or pictures. That's a talent. You can use that in a whole variety of different careers and jobs. So we don't use it for for job selection. We use it more for uh, understanding um, a a person's capabilities once they're in a job. Mm -hmm. What do they have at their disposal to use toward toward their work? 
Okay. Um, but the Enneagram can be used in selection. Um, actually, Salesforce uses the Enneagram in its job hiring. Um, there's this great Enneagram teacher whose focus is Enneagram in business. Mm-hmm. And she writes about this, that Salesforce uses the Enneagram in, in job selection because you want to see what someone's going to contribute you can understand one's workplace value and place on teams from their Enneagram type, as well as their conflict style, their emotional life, and so forth. There's a lot you can look at with the Enneagram. And so you kind of want to know, how is this person generally going to behave, contribute on the team? And so Salesforce does use that. We haven't gone that far yet. But I do, truth be told, in a job interview, I'm like, trying to figure out by their answers mm. what their type might be. And then I, I get this loose idea. And then I do try to confirm that, that prediction with them as the interview goes on. Okay. Uh, and so in a way we use it, but I, I'm not going to disqualify someone based on Enneagram. Yeah. And so as a, as, uh, it's a, a chief, um, Oh, I just went blank. Um, Chief people officer? People officer, yes. That, yeah. that kind of, uh, would that be like an HR type role or is, is it kind of a hybrid? Yeah, it's definitely a, a, an HR role. But um, traditionally, human resources has been more thought of as, you know, compliance or benefits, more administrative. Yeah. And I do a lot with development of people workplace engagement. I'm a certified coach. So employees coach with me. Um, And so it definitely is a hybrid between, you know, compliance and sort of the legal side of things, hiring, but also helping to help that person flourish and um, perform better, get more satisfaction from work. So my main charter at Energy Cap is to drive workplace engagement mm. uh, because employees spend more time with their coworkers and their waking hours than with their loved ones, if you can believe it. And we spend more time working in a full-time job than doing anything else during our waking hours. So it pays um, for us to be engaged and have positive interactions and to feel satisfied and purposed. And so I think the chief people officer role is a little bit more intentional at doing that rather than just sort of like hiring, making sure you understand your benefits and um, compliance issues. Hey everybody, Jess here. What if I could help your company find over $100,000 in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on five steps to profit and also reach out and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. And I think you get a lot better, um, you know, relationships within the company. And uh, when you when you like and trust your coworkers, I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, more pro- productivity just naturally through the, the people in your organization. And if you can kind of, um, I don't want to say manipulate, but kind of, uh, you know, kind of steer the ship, if you were, uh, you know, like a rudder of the company's culture. Um, I can see how uh, what you do adds a lot of strength and power behind the company, um, which is probably a big piece of why you were, you know, one of the fastest growing companies and best places to work. Obviously, um, to be a best place to work, there must be some good, uh, happy people 
And, you know, that's, that's drawn by relationships and not just, you know, random, uh, you know, uh, luck. Uh, obviously, you're, you have some purpose behind what you're doing. And so that's obvious, uh, obvious I think, to everybody listening. So, um, so um, tell me a little bit about, um, so um, we talked a little bit before this, uh, but about uh, kind of how your faith impacts your business and how you've, uh, you have a strength finder, basically, it's look like for, uh, f- uh, for, for your faith and kind of how that impacts all, everything that you do. Yeah. Well, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian and, um, you know, being in human resources, I do have to be careful a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we want to build trust with people and I understand not everyone has Christian beliefs. And so I, I just don't want that to become an obstacle for people trusting me and talking with me. So I do have to walk that line, you know, walk that line a bit. But I think my interest in understanding people comes from the belief that we're all made intentionally by God, um, that we are his workmanship and he's created us with good works in mind that he set out in advance for us to do. That's what the Bible says. Mm. Um, And so I think that my interest in people is really driven from this belief that each one of us is made intentionally yeah. in God's image. Yes. But he made us for a purpose and we really can't find that purpose and really achieve that purpose until we are redeemed, you know, until we come into relationship with Jesus Christ and yeah. um, we can begin to be remade into a, into a new person. Um, so that's my personal conviction, which gives rise to, I think my interest in people. Yeah. Um, I was interested a few years ago in prayer and I looked at my own life and I thought, you know, I'm not really enjoying prayer. (laughs) This isn't a habit of mine. That's very exciting or interesting, but I I knew that prayer is a key to having a vibrant relationship with God. And so I figured I should figure this out. You know, I, I like, I don't want prayer to be boring uh, for the rest of my life. And so I started studying the scriptures and identified um, these different types of prayer in the Bible. And in the end, I found 12 different types of prayer in the Bible. And I paired that with this concept of, of strengths and personality types. And hey, like, maybe we all have these sort of sweet spots in prayer, you know, that if we do that, then prayer can become exciting and sustainable, rather than sort of copying other people and imitating other people. Uh, and so I uh, found these these 12 prayer types, and I put them together in a book called Made to Pray, along with a prayer assessment. And it's really a way to find your, your best prayer types or find your prayer strengths um, in order to, you know, enjoy God and build intimacy with him. Uh, and that's been highly successful in my life and, and fun, is to pray the way that makes me feel alive and close close to God. Um, and so that's been a way for me to bring my faith kind of into helping people develop. And that's, that's been a, that's been a good work. Um, so that's one piece, one way I bring my faith into what I do. Um, I also think that strengths and Enneagram are both means of spiritual growth, just like you can aim both of these tools at better communication or better conflict management, for example, or better project management. I think you can aim these tools too at spiritual growth, mm. you know? And so I've taken a look at that and looked at what does the Enneagram say about me 
um, and ways to grow, as well as what do strengths say about me and ways to grow. Absolutely. That's, that's beautiful. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, you know, Christ, his sacrifice, you know, being willing to die for his people, um, you know, and, and kind of having that um, just, just that humbleness, I think makes us, you know, um, makes you a stronger person to be able to handle HR things. Um, I, I do agree, you know, you know, everybody has their own rights to their own beliefs and everything. So you have to kind of, you know, kind of tread that, you know, gracefully. Um, but really it gets to your heart and how you want to impact other people and, you know, kind of, you know, love on them and, you know, in a professional sort of way and, and, you know, just share your heart and, and be kind and compassionate and, um, you know, all the strengths that, um, uh, that they talk, you know, talk about in the, um, um, sound, uh, the, uh, I just went blank, but anyway, um, you know, having a servant's heart and all that, um, it's just uh, really powerful. I, yeah, I, I, faith is a huge part of my life. Um, um, you know, I, I struggle with things and have, you know, I'm not definitely not a perfect person where, you know, as, as the Bible would say, we're all, you know, all sinners, all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. And, um, you know, that's obviously, um, you know, true, um, but if we can focus on, you know, that, that compassionate, caring, you know, um, not, you know, non-judgmental mm-hmm. side of faith, you know, I mean, yes, there's the law and you can go, well, you did this and you did that. But if you, but, but it also talks about forgiveness and, and mm-hmm. that stuff and, and looking on the person as a, as a broken vessel, just like you are and mm-hmm. equal in that way. And if you can approach people that way with that broken heart, uh, you know, that humbleness, and just, you know, get in there and, and, and care about people, it'll make a massive difference for, uh, uh, you know, any, I think anything you do. So, but anyway, um, I don't normally talk about uh, religion, you know, faith much in, in, in things I do, but, uh, but it is definitely for me personally, uh, uh, influence uh, on how I look at things and how I want to treat people uh, with honor and respect, no matter what background they come from or, you know, if, if they have a different lifestyle that I don't necessarily approve of it yeah. as far as my life. But again, it's not about me. It's about, you know, not judging and mm-hmm. Christ. And uh, anyway, so I can go, go on and rant on that. But um, but thank you for uh, going into that, uh, that, that detail. And I heard you had a new headquarters getting built. How is that going? Yeah, we do. Um, we have a new building going up. Um, we were supposed to be done in June and then COVID <laughs> hit, everything got delayed. And now we are actually in the final stages of, you know, finishing touches, code inspector has to come in and grant mm-hmm. us occupancy. So we're not actually working there yet, but it's, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be awesome. It's really going to help supplement our already great workplace culture. Um, we're nice. building it, um, on, at the bottom of this, this mountain bike trail, oh, wow. beautiful rolling hills, mountains around us, as mountainous as you can get for central PA. But it's, it's like the best workplace in town, best workplace oh. location in, time, in town. There's ponds all around. It's really cool. And any day now, we're going to be able to move in. Um, limited capacity, though, because we're still working at home, most of us. Um, and we're letting our company, you know, take plenty of time till they're comfortable coming back because of COVID. So 
we'll have not that many people working there from the start. You know, it'll be phased in, but still um, super blessed to be at this location. And yeah. it's, um, it's going to create an even better environment for our, our staff. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. When I, back in the day when I, I worked, uh, I did some contract work at 3M Corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I did like, you know, it wasn't necessarily the most beautiful place, but they had walking paths and mm-hmm. had much, a very, uh, you know, kind of health conscious type uh, mindset about, you know, getting out and walking on your breaks and stuff like that. And then then uh, for a little bit, I was working um, across the street from the Blue Cross campus uh, here in Minnesota. Oh. And they have a really big campus and they got walking. That, and that actually has like a little nature area in the back. And so um, so it, I would technically jump across the street and walk on their path. Uh, I don't know if that's allowed or not, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever asked me to leave. So, we, But all I did was take a walk and it was a beautiful, uh, beautiful break during the day to get out there and walk and I do that around my house, but it's just a you know residential area, so it's not very pretty. Uh, but uh, nowadays, but uh, uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, I think that sounds like a great headquarters, and uh, excited for you to to head out there. So, well, um, I'm going to wrap it up. I I've totally forgot. I think to to ask you where to find information, how to contact you, all that stuff. I usually do that at the beginning, and I can't. Remember. I think we mentioned the website briefly, but uh, yeah, uh, we're at chrishines.com. That's Chris. Heinz like the ketchup. No relation. But <laughs> if I go to Pittsburgh and use my name, Chris Hines, everyone walks faster. Because Me at the uh, Tiffany uh, store. I, I use that one a lot when I'm at the jewelry <laughs> yeah, exactly. store. <laughs> so chrishines.com spelled like the ketchup. Um, we're also on Facebook at Chris Hines Co. Or you can also look up Enneagram and Strengths on Facebook. We're there as well. We're also yes. at Chris Hines Co. on Instagram. So we've got presence in all these places, just connecting with people. Uh, we'd love for you to check us out. Like I said, uh, if that association study is interesting to you, that's at chrishines.com slash study. You'll find it right there in the top nav there. But chrishines.com, place to be for strengths resources, personal development resources, all things Enneagram, and engagement as well. Fantastic. Well, thanks for, for uh, being here with us today. We really appreciate it. And uh, definitely go check out his website, check out that study. And, uh, and if you need some energy stuff, of course, uh, go see <laughs> uh, his main uh, business as well. So thanks again. And have a great day, everyone. Thanks, Jess. And thanks for uh, listening in on, on our podcast. 